Welcome to the Let's Talk Autism podcast. I'm Michelle Davey. And I'm Christelle. And it's Monday the 29th of March. The start of World Autism Awareness Week. And this is the Let's Talk Autism podcast marathon. This week, as part of the National Autistic Society's Super 7 Challenge, we will be recording seven podcasts a day for the seven days of World Autism Awareness Week. That's 49 podcasts in a week. It sure is. We better get on with it, Christelle. Let's go. Roll tiles. Welcoming on to the Let's Talk Autism podcast marathon this week, or today, should I say, we've got Lisa from No More 24. Hiya, Lisa. Hi, Lisa. Hello. How you guys doing? Good. We're good, we're good. Welcome back. You were one. I think you were like the second guest on Let's Talk Autism. I think I was, yeah. Long, long, Very long, long, long time ago now. <laughs> <laughs> so you come on and spoke to us about girls with autism. That was mm-hmm. such a popular episode. So it tell was, us a yeah. little bit. Let's do a little bit of catch up on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Be proud. You were one of oh. the high, high downloads. <laughs> really? Oh, my yeah. goodness. Thank you. <laughs> so tell us a little bit, Lisa, about what you came on and spoke about before, about your family setup. We spoke about my autistic daughter, Zadie, who was diagnosed at two and a half with um, autism and sensory processing disorder and then she was diagnosed about a year ago with pathological demand avoidance and ADHD and I've got four girls my oldest is 13 I have a 10 year old and I've got Indians AD who are twins and they will be six in May. Wow so you have got a lot going on there haven't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so have the girls been coping with this whole lockdown especially Zadie? Obviously lockdown it's been on and off one minute we're in lockdown next minute we're not yeah Um, how have the how how has she coped with those changes uh well um it's it's been a real roller coaster really she's kind of uh I mean Zadie would be very happy if she never left the house again and she never saw anybody else again apart from me she um she's very attached to like my grandmother for instance and my mum but um we spent, I think the first lockdown, we spent like 14 weeks apart from them and she didn't ask about them once, but that's, that's not because she doesn't care about them. It's just, it's like the cognitive ability to, you know, link sort of relationships together and stuff like that. She's very loving and very caring, but they just, they weren't here. So she just didn't talk about them. Um, with regards to like her learning, she definitely regretted her learning. And unfortunately we still don't have an EHCP because of all this has gone on. Um, so she's obviously missed out on a lot of therapy. Um, she missed out on a lot of sort of interaction with her teachers and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, we did see it. We did see a major regression again. But I, I feel that Zadie would be so happy with just just being at home with me all the time. And it was it was really it was the other girls that were mainly so affected by it as well. The other three really took it quite hard. Yeah, and how do they support each other and things like that? How is that? How do you approach that with the your other children I mean it's we learn something new every day really and we we obviously we try to I I, I can't I'm constantly reminding myself as well as the other girls to sort of be patient and we we talk about ableism a lot in this house as well and we and we, we try and really address like sort of ableism we have with 
you know, within ourselves that we don't quite know is there. The difficulty is, and it's not really difficult, it's just second nature now, is that they're all such different girls that they all need parenting very differently. I've almost got to put a different hat on for every different, every single girl that's in the house. Zadie, I have to wear many hats to parent her. It's just the case of lots of like, Zadie's a very physical child, so she likes a lot of rough play. Uh, she likes walking, She, you know, blowing bubbles for her, like tight squeezes and hugs and stuff like that. Um, there's there's a few yeah and and they know that she needs her alone time she needs her downtime um and yeah it's just about respecting her boundaries and taking themselves away when she's having a difficult time just kind of leaving me to 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 deal with her because yeah mummy's the best one to deal with stuff like that so yeah it's um they all do really brilliantly with her to be honest they're all very protective over her that sounds fantastic their you know interaction with each other yeah um obviously when you first came here you were speaking to us about girls with autism mm-hmm. and that is something that I had not heard a lot of mm-hmm. and I, had, I don't think I know personally any girls um, with autism but I do know a lot of boys how mm. important is it to raise awareness about girls with autism I think very much in the beginning it was it was very much just a boy thing autism um, and then I think the more and more people learn about you know um, how not every girl not not every autistic girl presents the same obviously every autistic person presents differently but a, a lot of the girls mask I think they just thought that a lot of uh, like a lot of older people now are getting diagnosed with autism, especially in women. I think because they've been just masked for their whole entire life, and it's maybe it's been misdiagnosed as like a an um, a social anxiety disorder or manic depression or stuff like that. I mean, we're actually uh, my eldest, who's thirteen, um, we're actually pursuing a diagnosis for her now at the moment as well. Oh, wow. um, yeah it's kind of stuff especially through this whole lockdown thing stuff has just been happening and stuff has been clicking into place and and her and Zadie were quite similar babies but you know I was she was my first child I just thought that was normal I didn't really get it I just thought that was just I just thought she was yeah I just thought it was normal to be honest the stuff that she was doing um so we're just getting to the point now where I think she feels like she just she she can't she can't mask anymore like she's just exhausted from masking so, yeah, I mean, we're going to be waiting a long time. Even if we go private, we're going to be waiting at least a year to speak to somebody and, and on NHS will be even longer at the moment. I think it's I think it's really important to talk about how girls may present. But like I said before, I think it's quite important to not put it in like boys and girls camps, like boys, boys autism and girls autism. It's autism. Everyone will present differently with autism you see the way I'm I'm always picking myself up in my language when I'm talking about autism because you know I've learned so much over the last sort of 18 months yeah that I will just say stuff and I think oh no I don't say it like that say it like this and I think that's really important especially when you're um obviously you've got an autistic child in your and a lot of your the way you talk about your autistic child in front of other people and etc I think it's quite important and no one's above learning um so that's what we love about doing this because you know we meet so many different people and each week we're learning something and as you say we're we're I remember at first we were putting like hashtag autism mums and things like that yeah. and through our journey we've we've noticed it and we've you know yeah. we've we've spoke to people and yeah awareness that actually no let's not use that hashtag and yeah. let's not use this terminology and yeah really is what this week's about isn't it as well I mean yeah. it's what every day is about in our lives yeah and, um but yeah, especially this week is something we really want to help people to start understanding more yeah. and learning with us. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in the big, I'm not, I'm not saying that when, obviously, when your, um, when your child is first diagnosed with autism, I'm not saying that you can't sort of, you could, you, you can't feel sad or, you know, or confused or lonely or upset. Of course, it's, it's normal to feel like that. But I don't, I'm not sad that I have an autistic child. She like, she has invoked some sort of spirit in me that I didn't know I had, you know, she's amazing. And, um, I really think that a lot of people can learn a lot from Zadie. Yeah, and there's stuff that I, the terminologies that I was using back then, you know, I started a blog and I, I put girls get autism too. And I, I realised that using the word get sounds like it's a, a sickness or an illness that you can catch yeah. it. And I was like, and someone picked me up on it. And I'm so, I'm so happy you picked up on stuff. I'm like, if I'm not saying it right, then um, I want to know because I don't yeah. want to let my child down. And I don't, yeah. you know, yeah. I don't, mm. I don't want to let her down yeah thank you so much you. for coming back and uh doing a little catch up with us um no all worries. The best, Sadie, and we wish you all the luck with this ehcp uh, journey just and oh, yeah. child's diagnosis as well definitely come back and speak to us about that yeah. later we'd love yeah to i will yeah definitely definitely i will do that'd be great yeah cool yeah oh thanks so much you can find lisa at no more two four see you later right. thanks bye, lisa bye. Bye.